0: The Low Post Hoop Collective post-game crossover podcast episode from the floor of the TD Garden where the Golden State Warriors have won their 4th NBA championship in 7 8 years eight. 8 years Stephen Curry finally wins the overblown and yet much sought after Finals MVP a 34-7 and 7 masterpiece That was a little old school and how it felt toward the end. We could talk about that later. And the tears of joy as the seconds ticked away. We have not seen that kind of emotion from Steph ever. It showed what it meant to him to climb the mountain after 2019 when Durant left. Clay suffered injury number one. Then Clay suffered injury number two. Then Steph broke his hand. Then all the young guys got drafted and they didn't really play. In the finals. And Brian Windhorst of the Hoop Collective and many other things, on April 4th, I think, maybe April 2nd, 2021. That's, like, not long ago. It's 14 months ago. The Warriors lost to the Raptors in Tampa, Florida by 53 points. And 14 months later, they are NBA champions. Obviously, some guys didn't play in that loss. Whatever, I mean, that wasn't these Warriors. But that, but that day... It wasn't these words, Curry didn't play, Draymond didn't play, et cetera, et cetera. It just, this feels like a light years, let's say, away <laughs> from that. And for that to have been 14 months ago and us to be sitting here today watching Steve Kerr do an interview right over there, it just, it's, it's a remarkable story.
1: Well, I don't want to take away from the three titles they previously won, but the level of difficulty... To win those versus the level of difficulty to win this one, they're not really the same. And this team wasn't as aesthetically pleasing. This team wasn't as potent. Um, Steph was as good as ever.
0: Masterpiece.
1: Um, but this this one, it's going to stick a little bit higher out. And I know that there's there's some layers of scar tissue there because there's a there's an effort to somehow set the durant titles apart i have long pushed back on that because i will long believe that they don't win in 2017 without durant they they win in 2018 after Kyrie asked to be traded i don't think they win in 2017 and if they do it's an absolute dogfight um but whatever i you can tell how much it mattered to them and uh steve kerr put Andre Guadala on for the last minute of the I game. I love that. Yeah. I
0: absolutely love that. I'm, I'm guessing, just guessing, Andre Guadalla's retiring. That would be my prediction. Yeah, why wouldn't he? And I love that they put him out. Obviously, this didn't end the way he wanted, but he is such a part of their fabric and their yeah. soul to see him out there again.
1: And then they really celebrated. They savored. Celebr- they celebrated, but they savored. They stayed out on the stage for a really long time. They were not in a hurry to get to the champagne. And Steph and Draymond and Clay and Andre uh, spent a lot of time together. And, you know, a couple days ago, uh, Draymond was saying he used to not like pictures. He used to be so tedious to take all these pictures. Now he wants to take all the pictures because he's got three kids, and he wants to remember it, and he wants to savor it. And um, I don't know. You probably shouldn't compare titles. but um, They are. Th- those four guys, they you could just tell they're, they're, this one's thicker, if that makes sense.
0: The first thing Joe Lacob said was this: something to the effect of "Yeah, this one means more than you, the p- others. You
1: probably shouldn't, though.
0: Well, uh, uh, Joe Lacob is long <laughs> dispensed with <laughs> being concerned about saying anything that he shouldn't say. That's true. Um,
1: Listen, when you're a champ and a billionaire or whatever he is, I guess you can say whatever you want.
0: Draymond showed up with a near triple-double tonight, offensive rebounds leading to kick-out threes, well, the same defense as usual.
1: Yeah, let me just say that the way this series ended up playing out, the, the game four was the seminal game. It's the, you know I, I didn't, We didn't understand it then. I'm not sure what the Warriors people would say, and I'm, I'm sure the players maybe didn't feel this way, but after game one and after game three – I'm not sure they thought they were going to win the series. You know, they knew they were in it. I'm not sure they thought they were going to win. And even Steve tonight in some of his interviews has said, you know, he wasn't sure they were going to be able to pull this off. Not necessarily just this series, but this season. Steph giving them that game four, it just flipped, it flipped everything. It not only did it tie the series and give them. three points. That to me is, is the, that's the series, really.
0: That's the game. I thought tonight was I mean, I haven't even looked twelve of twenty one, six of eleven from from three. And it and it was it felt old school in that he finally broke their defense. They yeah. finally decided, all right, we're just gonna switch everything. There was
1: they also a, doubled some and there he was an needed. old
0: school Otto porter three out of a trap that was like straight from twenty fifteen. Yeah. And then they're like, We're switching everything and stuff was like cool, Al Horford. Here's some moves. I'm going to get by you. His two-point shooting the whole series was just tremendous. And this is You see
1: how he moved the pace? Everything was slow for him.
0: Everything totally under slow. control. And by
1: the way, I don't mean to interrupt you again. I'm sorry.
0: Interrupt? Dude, it, this is we're he getting a, punchy now. It's 12 he, it's he, like 1 a.m.
1: He hit a 35-footer and the rim and the net didn't move. I mean,
0: I, I believe he had back-to-back threes off what Jeff Van Gundy refers to as shooting turnovers by Marcus Smart. Oh my God! Who took horrible shots, uh, dispensing with what would have been good matchups to chase bad matchups and missing horrible. You just can't do that. But hold on, Steph, Steph Curry. He's 34 years old, I think. Yeah. He's got. He's not slowing down. He just no. won Finals MVP. No, I Even mean, so, their window
1: is pretty pretty
0: open. This is the crowning moment of his career. Yeah. And his it,
1: teammates celebrated it and, as such.
0: And I've already said before, with decent health in five years or four years, and not, I'm not talking like 82 games played, I'm talking like 55-60, he's going to be in the 25,000 point 6,000 assist club, which I think has six members. Well, and if, I think if, I said if, before. If you're
1: looking to count members of a short club, he's in all of them now.
0: Well, he's in all of them now. Two-time MVP regular season, one-time finals MVP, four-time champion. Kendrick Perkins made waves like a month ago when he said I might put him I don't I don't want to misquote Kendrick it was something to the effect of it's either him or Magic Johnson for the best point guard ever I might put him above Magic Johnson for the best point guard ever everyone thought that was crazy I think best point guard ever is coming down to Magic and Steph and Steph's not done and Steph just keeps going and this was just tonight was a beautiful old school Steph Curry game I don't know where he's going to rank all the time. I haven't sat down and done the thing. Who am I taking I out feel of the like top ten? I don't
1: feel like talking about it.
0: He's Sorry. he's knocking on the door of top ten, and I think his career will age so so well. But this was just—it was a beautiful game and a beautiful moment for yeah. him. and
1: really, what happened was the last couple games, Boston let kind of let go of the rope. Jason Tatum—it's gonna—it's gonna be. One, it could be. I don't know. I can't see the future, but it could be one of those moments for Tatum where he's like, man, I, I got to work on my game a little bit because he just didn't have it mentally um, at the end. I'm sure he was exhausted. I saw the, a second spectrum stat that he had run 10 more miles than Steph Curry.
0: I don't know. Uh, how many minutes did he play tonight? He's going to end up with like the 15th or so most minutes played yeah, he, in a, a playoff. He
1: hit four eighty. And or was, I mean uh, nine eighty for the and, postseason. And I believe
0: he was top five regular season minutes played yeah. or something close. Plus he to played it. in the Olympics. And he played in the yeah. Olympics.
1: And the, you know, and you know, shorter than that, they just and you know Jimmy Butler took it, but you know, last series won a game extra. And all that stuff matters in it's, the end.
0: It's a big reason I picked Warriors in seven. And obviously it ended up Warriors in six. And
1: and Wiggins was great. And really good defensively. Oh, yeah.
0: Mitchell Wiggins. Mitchell Wiggins came up to me about an hour ago as we were coming onto the floor saying, you're going you're to start writing nicer things about my, my boy now? And I said, hey, man, I, I wrote it. I've written nice things. I thought they won the trade right from the beginning. Another, I, I ran into um, Clay Thompson's agent and business manager, and they're, like, overwhelmed with emotion for yeah. Clay. And one of them told me, I was just literally, this is 20 minutes ago, I was just thinking back to a really really bad day in Santa Cruz earlier this season. And I said what what was the day? I said Clay was rehabbing in Santa Cruz. Yeah. And he
1: he got there and like did some scrimmaging and stuff. Yeah.
0: And he was he was rehabbing in Santa Cruz and it was the day after Steph had broken the three-point record. And he was so despondent about not having been there right. to see Steph break the record that they could tell he was just having a horrible day. He was off. And he
1: broke the record in New York, right? Somewhere in the East Coast. Yeah. I think it was
0: New York. That at, at, that Clay walked like left a scrimmage to go sit on the bench and put his head in his hands because he was just so, I don't want to say distraught, he was just almost disoriented from all of this is going on and I'm still here in Santa Cruz. And Clay's agent and business manager were sitting there. Remember we were with him in Santa Cruz that really, really horrible day and here they are. Now, he didn't shoot it well tonight. I thought yeah, he's he played good the last couple played, games. I thought he played a good floor game each of the last two games. I mean, talk about a story. Talk The last time we saw that dude, he was about to put up like 40 on Toronto and maybe get that series to game seven. Then 950 days went by, and he dunked in his first game. That was crazy. And now he's back that, moving well, shooting okay. That, that like. dunk
1: was kind of the epitome of this season, right? They, they just sort of— they were back, they were back, and they dunked. Um,
0: um, I I said before the season I thought they could make the finals. I didn't expect necessarily from them to win the championship. Well,
1: then they went eighteen and two, and that you know. Huh? Then they went eighteen and two to start the to season. to start the season. Well, yeah.
0: I, I I was in L.A. for the opening game of the season, which was Lakers Warriors, and of course all the attention then was Russ, LeBron, AD. Yeah. How is it going to work? And I went out to drinks the night before the game with some Warriors coaches who shall not be named. And I said to them, guys, the 15-5 and 5 stretch to finish your season last year, would you guys, like, dispense with Ubre, Wiseman, and just started playing Warriors guys and look like the Warriors again? It's like, that meant something to me. It, 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 it made me feel like you guys have it this year. How do you feel about it? And to a man, they all looked at each other, and they were like, we 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 like the vibe of what we have going on yeah. here. And it's just a, it's a it's a crazy story, man.
1: Yeah, I didn't I didn't I wondered if they had enough offense against Boston's defense. But that was a flaw because they they actually still didn't play great offense tonight. They only they still only had 103 points. I know that it's efficiency better than the total. I understand that, but they've essentially scored the same amount of points every game. What what the difference was is that they wrestled Boston to the ground on defense. Um, they had the better defense, and the Celtics had some of the best defense in these playoffs I'd ever seen. And I, I mean, I don't know if anybody would have said that the that the Warriors would have completely outclassed them on that end. And it wasn't like the Celtics played poorly, but Golden State was so much better, and they also had such a confidence that they could bother them. Like, Boston was something like five, I don't know, in the garbage time there may have been, it might have been off, but I know at one point late, Stats and Info told us that Boston was five of 37 on dribble drives. They drove 37 times. That's t- a real sad They that, made that's, it at five of 37 when they drove into a shot. And, st- and like, I think... The Warriors were like, okay, we're, we're going to play a defense where we're going to let you dribble and then we're going to just take the ball from you or, or stuff you. Over and over and over, those guys would dribble in there and would not be able to find anything. And, I mean, at one point, I was just like, man, Boston is completely flummoxed, discombobulated, and, like, I, I mean, Tate, I'm like, he let go of the rope. I don't know. Maybe it was just exhausted. Like Al Horford was still playing. The the only guy that got better as the series went on for the Celtics was Robert Williams.
0: I think think Jalen Brown too and finished off strong today. He had it up and down, I think four and five, but I thought through this series, if he wasn't their best player, which he might, I think now it might be, he was their best player after tonight. I would agree. He was their steadiest player.
1: Yeah, but that's not saying much. He wasn't very steady.
0: Um, the collapse of Derek White and Grant Williams their in whole, these last three their or their four bench games their
1: bench withered to nothing was
0: a huge huge part of why this yeah, happened. The their bench happened. withered. Um, um, well, I but,
1: mean, you're crediting Jalen Brown. I mean, he basically played roughly the same.
0: He was the only reason this game was like. Moderately semi fake close. On I, the fourth I think quarter. the only
1: reason was Robert Williams. Robert Williams, the, at one point, the Warriors were like one of fourteen. When he was, he was great. A, when he was a primary. And he defender. earned a
0: lot. He earned everyone's respect for his toughness, playing through pain, playing through the knee stuff that everyone knows about now. Um, I'm glad you mentioned the defense because another way in which this was an old school Warriors win, throughout all the Splash Brothers stuff throughout all the revolutionizing basketball, which they did, throughout the death lineup, the pool party lineup, which had a little reemergence. It, 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 it cracked the surface after drowning earlier in the series.
1: By the way, the, the banked-in three from Jordan Poole, which sort of was the death knell of the Celtics' hot start, that was a big basket in this particular game. Jordan
0: Poole's got a knack for <laughs> baskets that just make you just make you feel bad just make you feel bad <laughs> yeah. but for all yeah, that stuff the fireworks this team has been an elite defensive team for their entire run at the top of the league obviously that's built around Draymond but it's not just Draymond part of the reason Steph Curry was considered the weak link of their defense was because when LeBron was picking on him all those years who else are you going to pick on everyone else is amazing they have def- yeah. amazing defenders up and down the roster they were are. they are the smartest defensive team in the league and how they help and rotate. They confused Boston. Boston didn't know when the help was coming, where it was coming from, what passes were available, what passes weren't. And that's been the bedrock as much as anything else. And credit Mark Jackson, too. It was a Mark Jackson point of emphasis. It's been the bedrock of what they have stood for since they got good. And also... Mike Brown. Mike Brown, who's going to do a good job in Sacramento. I think he's the right kind of coach for that team. But also the first big move that this ownership group made the one that got them booed off the court during yeah. some kind of ceremony was Monte Ellis for Andrew Bogut. And that was a statement. It was somebody's
1: retire- jersey retirement. Whose jersey was getting retired? I, Chris
0: Mullen maybe. Chris Mullen was on the court trying to get the crowd to stop right. booing right. Joe Lacob. But that trade symbolized we've had these kind of fun, high-scoring teams, small guards, like we're not about that anymore. we got to well, play defense. And look,
1: the draft is in a week, less than that, or a week, whatever. And the number one and number two defensive teams just played in the finals. Yep. So think about that when you make your drafting. But, yeah, I mean, they've prioritized defense. They did get a, a little bit away from the ultra elite level at the end of that last run. They were sort of floating towards the middle of the pack. They rededicated themselves. This is the best defense they've had by ranking this season. They were in the top five. I don't think they were ranked two. I went back and looked.
0: Um, they were number two this year. That's what I'm saying. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I think they were like maybe three or maybe five. I don't In think prior seasons? Yes. And I think this was their highest ranking they've ever had and it showed and I, like, I actually felt, I said it many times, people will remember who listened. I thought that the Celtics were the better team and clearly every minute, the every really every minute after game four, that was a ridiculous reality. That just wasn't true.
0: Yeah, you know it's like well, the Celtics are, are, you would hear this, like, the Celtics are the better team if they could just stop turning the ball over. Well, turning the ball over is a part of basketball. It's right. part of being the better team is, like, not turning the ball over. Right. The Warriors forced a lot of those turnovers. A huge number of them were live ball steals, and the Warriors are just death from above uh, off live ball steals. I mean,
1: you know, I talked all along about condition gold, condition green. They were, they almost had 16 turnovers in the first half.
0: There's Jordan Poole with a cigar. By the way, Del Curry with the cigar. He's totally smoking it, right? In, in Boston with the with the wind winding down. That's, that's like borderline blasphemy in this arena, and I loved every second of it. We also need to talk about how Clay said, Holy Cannoli, in his post-game press I, I'm conference. a
1: little bit disappointed it got this far in this podcast before we mentioned it.
0: That should be the title of the episode. Holy Cannoli, the Warriors won again. That is... I mean,
1: the moment that will be the defining moment of this, the memory will be holy cannoli.
0: He said that there was like 10 of us gathered around a monitor watching because we couldn't get on the floor. And we all looked at each other like, can we all just verify he said holy cannoli? Lisa Salters was like, holy cannoli. (laughs) So when I, my go-to. You think he's ever said holy cannoli? For sure. That's not the first time Clay has said holy cannoli. I'm like once a week Clay says holy cannoli. Because,
1: you know, I've been known on my podcast to have old man phrases, which I have to. It's sad, but I have to own it. And you're kind of an old man, too. No offense.
0: Uh, there's no offense. To it. Okay. I own. Dude, I was in bed at 10 p.m. last okay. night.
1: Um, holy cannoli w- made me go. Jeez, oh, Pete. I mean, it was a, it was a so old man, old man's my go-to, phrase.
0: My go to the one that rhymes with holy yeah, I go holy guacamole. And so holy cannoli I just hadn't even considered. And there's great you, cannolis all over the North End. Everyone's eating cannolis every day Mike's here. Mike's pastry. Do you
1: say holy guacamole like in front of your daughter? Or you say that like you're watching a game and you no, see that like No, that's great in front p- of my daughter to make okay. her laugh. Okay.
0: And she thinks daddy's very silly. What
1: if you said holy cannoli?
0: I don't think she knows what a cannoli is.
1: It, it, I mean...
0: So I, I, his, I, there's
1: going to be memes like he should. You probably can't trademark holy cannoli, but you should try. I mean, can you imagine that the parade this week? There's going to be there's going to be cannoli at the parade. The Warriors
0: parade game from day one has been strong. Remember parade number one, Draymond was let's say having a really good time. Well, at- then there was the
1: one where they, <laughs> bob Mar- bob myers got a little loose talking about draymond or i mean talking about kevin durant that wasn't so good um but it's going to be i assume it's going to be in san francisco now I, I they did announce it actually
0: i guess we can have parades again we're going to do yeah. a proper parade um but the thing about clay is I'm yes it'll be on
1: market street market in maine in san francisco i won't, I won't be there um
0: <laughs> i'm not not going to be there I'm not going to make it out um J.R. Smith, obviously all-time parade performer as well. When the Cavs won the title, the shirtless J.R. Smith.
1: Yeah, well, he was just shirtless for three days.
0: Um, the thing about Clay, I wrote a piece on Clay in 2016 as like a mini profile. He's got the he's a, he's got the goofball thing, like he's on the boat. This guy's dog. He's goofy. He's an absolute stone cold killer as a basketball player. And you talk to the Warriors' coaches and teammates, like who hates losing the most? on this team it's clay clay still remembers things like i remember like he, he would he would joke that the Cavs drafted the wrong thompson over him because tristan thompson was in the same draft he remembers all of those like he's right he was going around fuming <laughs> one year damian lillard i think made second team all nba over him and he was going around fuming well i was room, being like i just locked up damian lillard in the playoffs i, I mean didn't I, was, watch this. I was
1: there the day he didn't make all nba when his contract was on the line and he was really upset and it was it wasn't about the money and I believe him
0: and one of my favorite Clay stories is the Spurs brought him in for a second secret workout before the draft they had the they had that was the Kawhi draft so they had like the 15th or whatever that ended up no they traded or whatever they traded I, George they tra- it doesn't matter they, they must
1: have known they could have gotten the 15th pick already
0: and and Clay comes in doing the shooting stuff doing the workout just killing it and just serious and like pissed off when he misses And Chip England, who's the Spurs' assistant coach, they call him the shooting coach, he's much more than that, went to the brass and said, guys, something about the way this guy competes and the fire he has reminds me of Manu Ginobili. And Chip told me, like, the hair on my arms, I think it was his arms or somebody else's arms, like someone's hair on someone's arms (laughs) stood up at the mention of Manu Ginobili and the comparison. What what do they think about Kawhi then? Well, Kawhi turned out all right. But I'm just saying, Clay. Underneath all that is, I mean, we you saw it in Oklahoma City in 2016. The guy's an absolute killer. He didn't play awesome in this series, but he's really good. It's great to have him back. And obviously, the story is just well. When you watch them
1: defend, because at a certain point tonight, I stopped watching the Celtics with the ball because it was um, it was moot. I just started watching the way the Warriors were defending. When you watch the way Clay was moving, when you watch the way Wiggins was moving, when you watch the way Draymond was moving. I mean, it was a symphony. And, I mean, I, 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 I was so impressed with the way the Celtics handled their business on that end of the floor, and they rose even higher. Um,
0: the Warriors had one play. In my notes, I, ju- I just call this play that three. That's all And my brain knows what that three means. It's when they, they post somebody, and then they have a, a second player screen for Steph Right as as the guy helping uh, on the screener is helping on the post up. The post up is just a fake. It's a decoy. So that three. So they had a play. I think it was in the third quarter. They posted Wiggins, and GP two did the screen for Steph. And whoever was guarding GP two was helping down on the Wiggins post up. Steph didn't get open. They chased him over, and the Warriors just pivoted right into a kick to GP two. Handoff for Clay, basically the same kind of three, and it worked because Steph had cut down the lane and taken that, those defenders with him, and it was just like this is such classic words. They just get this stuff. They get those threes yeah. like they, they 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 just got really comfortable. You could just see him
1: come. But and like, and like
0: like every defense knows this is happening and they can't do anything about it. It's this the relocation threes are the same thing. It's just like Steph will get those until he's fifty years old if he wants to.
1: He's still walking around with the MVP trophy, and I don't blame he him. He should
0: come. He, he should come on the podcast right now. Where is he going? I think Why he's going he
1: to he's going to drink. Um
0: Yeah, well that's not a that's not a bad plan.
1: <laughs> now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, on Yeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. If only starting your fitness journey was as easy as starting this podcast. The truth is all the lift big, get big, and beach body ready in three weeks pressure stops most of us from even starting and starting is what matters most. It's everything. Wherever you're beginning and wherever you wanna be, Peloton encourages you to just start with thousands of classes to get you moving and doing what you can. Even if that's just a 10 minute low impact class, they have those too. And when you're ready, take it up a gear with a 30 minute live j ride. Start with Peloton and find instructors that will keep you motivated to stay on your fitness journey. Learn the basics and build from there. Remember, doing something is everything. Get started with a Peloton bike or Bike Plus rental at OnePeloton.com bike slash rentals. Terms apply. When you look at the Warriors, Steph was great from the start, but... Draymond got better as the series went on. Clay got better as the series went on. Looney
0: was a key. Looney, how many, Looney just, he'll, he shoves people in the back and gets offensive rebounds and no one sees the shove. It's uncanny. And credit to him, I'm not saying he's a dirty player, a bad play. That's how people get rebounds. He's a great rebounder.
1: Steve Kerr got better from the start of the series to the end. The lineups he played at the front where he's using Iguodala and they were losing Al Horford back in game one. Midway through the series, he changes his starting lineup. I don't know how much of a difference the starting lineup change made, but after they did it, they won every game. So it must have meant something. I don't know if it was like the David Lee move back in 2015, but, you know, he changed the starting lineup. It worked. Like pretty much everybody with the Warriors got better as it went on, and the only Celtic, in my opinion, that got better. You can say Jalen Brown. I think he was okay. The only I wish people that,
0: could see the hand gestures flying out, flying from you right now. Really good, windy hand gestures. Oh, sorry. No, I like them. The only
1: guy I think got better was Robert Williams, and and that that was just that was devastating. And
0: I'm glad you mentioned Kerr. Um, so many years, so much like they need to run more Steph pick and roll. The system doesn't work anymore. It's it's out of date. They don't have the personnel to do it. All this beautiful game stuff doesn't work. Why don't they run more pick and roll? And at times, they should have run more Steph pick and roll. In fact, I remember when Mike Brown— They ran a lot
1: of it in this series. They
0: ran a ton of it in this series because they had to. And Steve's always been smart about adjusting that way when they need to. But I remember when Mike Brown was coaching, when Steve was out with the neck and back stuff in the playoffs, there was like one series where Mike Brown was like, we're just going to run Steph, KD, pick and roll like 100 times in a row because no one can stop it. Like, Steve Kerr wouldn't have done that. And I thought there were times when that was called for. But all along, he was like, when we get the players— when we have our guys our system is a pain in the ass to deal with because nobody plays like we do and he was completely redeemed by the end of last season and by this season and it goes without saying but should be said anyway that the entire reason that system exists and the entire reason they play the way they do and the entire reason steve kerr and bruce fraser all those years ago in the baxter home stories put the salt and pepper shakers on the charcuterie board around and out and outline the offense All of that, everything, is Steph Curry. The entire thing starts and ends with Steph Curry. Draymond Green, he's a great player. He's not the same guy without Steph Curry. The entire universe of what they have built, the chase center, is Steph Curry. It's all Steph Curry. Which is
1: what Steve said after the game. Did he really? Yeah, he did. He said that, you know, everybody is great, but Steph is on another level.
0: And and all the calls for them to trade the young guys for a veteran – which, by the way, many of those trades would have had Wiggins going out the deal for salary filler. Yeah. They said, no, we're not doing that. We, well, don't, I mean, we don't like any of the guys enough to do it, and we think we can win anyway. Well, and who, now we're sitting here. Who
1: was realistic? Beal was realistic, right? That, I mean, And I, Wiggins
0: is going out in that trade.
1: I agree. Well, now, look, you know how I feel. Once you win a championship, it means never having to say you're sorry. So anything that was done, anything that was said it doesn't matter it's irrelevant you know it, any criticism that you have of them or any second-guessing gone
0: thin. thin now now on the other hand I I it could be argued that this was a down year for the Western Conference and I think the Warriors were smart to yeah. seize upon it, to, to not make those kind of urgent win-now trades. I think it was a
1: down year for the – there was parity.
0: Right. There, there was
1: not – these teams are not all-time And great I teams. think
0: that's part of – that was part of their – I don't think we have to do anything drastic to upend our future because Denver's gone, Clippers gone, Lakers a mess. We're not scared of Phoenix. Well,
1: if they, c- if, if they could have gotten Bradley Beal, I think they would have taken Bradley Beal.
0: I don't. I never got the sense that those talks went anywhere. I don't. I well, think it, does, I it think, doesn't matter. I think. I think there's. I, I mean, Marcus Thompson came on a podcast and said there were times when the veterans wanted them to do something, but I. I think there was hesitancy that can we defend well enough with Steph, Clay, Beal, in our starting five versus Wiggins. We feel like we have something here, um, but I don't think. I mean, Washington wasn't. Washington wasn't doing anything. Washington is never doing anything um uh, ever uh on that front it seems but i, I just it's a I this agree. is my first final since since in person since the raptors warriors finals Me I, too. and it's just a weird thing to have we, we did the bubble finals remotely i didn't go to the finals last year because we were in the middle of a pandemic which is still going on but that's neither here nor there it just feels so By the weird way, it There feel- was covid Everywhere. Everyone has it all over the place. So
1: um, many people around. Fortunately, I didn't get it, but so many people around. This I had series. it two
0: and a half months ago, so hopefully, I'm still. Yeah, you're at the end is of Trump. my bulletproof zone. But
1: many people at ESPN left and came back. Many people with the NBA, people on the teams.
0: it's just—I
1: I don't know what happened. You know, they weren't testing most of the players. My so point I don't is, know, it but. feels
0: like. It feels so weird to be at the finals again, have the Warriors win again. And the last time I was here, the Warriors were like decimated by injuries and it was never going to be the same and it felt like, "Oh my god, they've undergone this organizational trauma. How are they going to recover from it?" Then these other two finals happened that I weren't wasn't at. Well, but, and they feel less real because I wasn't at them, but they were real. And now but the Warriors are back. It's just a very yeah, strange but, sensation.
1: But you already you already you already know why. You already have your answers as to why.
0: Howard Beck walking by taunting us. Well, I already you know what?
1: I don't speak to him. I'm just kidding. He owes me something and he hasn't given it to me for months. That's all I'm going to say. Maybe he'll hear this and he'll know what it is. It's not money, but it's worth more you than money. you were about to
0: say something profound though.
1: Anyway. You had already de- You're trying to describe the, the gap. The gap was you already you already d- identified it. It was Curry. Curry is back with his guys. That's what happened. If it had been three years instead of two, I think he'd been back with his guys. But you're right. If, if you know, you you assume that the Clippers are gonna come back. I don't know if they're gonna be a championship team, but the Clippers are gonna come back. You assume that the that the um, Nuggets are gonna be better. I, I don't know if they're a championship team, but they're gonna be better. You assume that Luca will
0: improve. I like yeah. the Christian Wood trade. Glad we're talking about Christian Wood here at the end of the finals podcast. (laughs) Like the Christian Wood trade just as an aside. That'll
1: be for uh, 10 things next week. Um,
0: No, 10 things is scrapped till the next season. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, Any parting thoughts here from the TD Garden as it it empties out?
1: Um, I really enjoyed this playoffs, even though we didn't have a lot of close games. Um, I enjoyed – I I, I had a lot of fun covering Ime Udoka. I think he uh, he really tells it like it is, and I appreciate it. Um, the right team in the end, the right team won. Um, the best team that was left won. I felt good about that. Um, I it was incredible to watch Boston and Milwaukee slug it out in that series. It's one of the most memorable series I've covered. Um, it was you know I got to see Tatum go on the road and score forty six in a closeout game. I got to see Jimmy Butler come in here and score. 47 in a road game Uh, i got to see steph score 43 in you know one of the great games of his career it's not going to be the best postseason we've ever had but it was very enjoyable i enjoyed it and um, you i our friend bill simmons i hate when he talks about asterisks i reject them i get i get bothered this is a nice clean
0: title it's it it feels it feels like its own thing actually I was gonna say it feels like when Dirk finally won but this is the fourth one so it doesn't actually feel like that but there is a certain like the weight of this one and what normally I don't love the what it means what's the legacy this is a what it means title this is a big big deal for the Warriors it's a big deal for Steph to get another one without Durant Against a team that was coming full board really, It's a big deal
1: I really do not want to hear Any put down of the Durant titles No I mean, Titles are you, titles you're, not, you're saying no, I'm saying no It doesn't mean that's what's going to I'm afraid we're going to hear that in the next few days
0: Put down in what sense
1: Well they'll say that this title has more meaning Because the, other, the ones with Durant were Well why is know.
0: it not okay to say that a certain? They, the Warriors themselves are saying that this one means more
1: it's fine, but you can say that without putting down.
0: Well, I think I think that's totally fine. I think the 2017 team, I mean, that might be the best team ever in basketball. Like, that's your yeah. flag for that one. 2018, they had to battle a little bit through the Rockets, and they came out and won. Yeah, I, like, titles are titles. They're hard. They had a seven-game series against the Rockets, and then the other team is like the first team immediately lived up to the hype. Is like, oh, this might be the greatest team yeah. in the history of this sport. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so I just, you know, I, I don't want it to be like, oh, there were the two non-Durant titles and then there was the two Durant titles. I, I, I'm not, I don't want to, you know, and especially since Kevin has not had success with, with Brooklyn. I, I mean, that, I, I find that, I still find that decision to go to Brooklyn bizarre, <laughs> but it has nothing to do with, with it. I don't want it to, I don't want it to, to have anything to do with this title.
0: It so. almost does just by, by, I don't know what the right word is, by default, by happenstance, by reality. They're, they're, they're all know. connected because it's all the same team. I know. Team. I
1: don't want it to be, but you, but it is.
0: Um, but this is a what it means, title. This is a huge, huge deal for the Warriors to climb out of the abyss and get back here and win. And no one even took them to seven games. You know, what was it, five, six?
1: Well, the Suns... How whatever, for whatever reason that they didn't make it, we were robbed of a potentially great Western finals.
0: It happens. Holy cannoli. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Zach. Wendy, these are always fun to thanks, do right th- after the games. Yeah, and
1: thanks to everyone who listened to the Hoop Collective before and after every um, finals game. We tried to do it our best. It was, this is was a, a lot of travel for those of us who were covering the Celtics. So we, we did our best to keep our energy up.
0: Thanks to everyone. The season is over. The draft is like basically tomorrow.
1: Courtney tonight and Jackson and all the producers who helped. uh, Free agency
0: starts soon. The silly season is upon us. But the Golden State Warriors are back at the top of the mountain. Incredible story. Brian Windhorst, thank you for all your time. We went long, but whatever. The season's over.
1: Yeah. Uh, Don't call me this weekend.